Thank you for listening to The Apprenticeship Diaries. This is How It Happened, part one of Amy's interview with Halo and his new apprentice, Darren Monody, from Black Lotus Tattoo. Welcome to The Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. Apprenticeship Diaries. I just hit both my records now. <laughs> Recording buttons. Um, I'm here today with Darren of uh, Black Lotus. What's your full name? I'm, I apologize. Your last name? Uh, Darren Monty. Monty? Monty. Monty. Yes. Okay. Right on. And you are Halo's apprentice, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited as soon as I, I found out that you were apprenticing, just mostly because... Uh, you know, Halo is such a, a figure in our industry already that it must have been a really cool thing to kind of bring you on. I was very curious about how that all got started. Um, but before we get there, uh, what what kind of shaped uh, your path in the beginning? Like, have you always drawn? Like, did you go to art school? Like, what, what did that look like for you? Um, I've been drawing since I was four. Oh, right on. Yep. Um... And I loved it. Uh, I got into it because I was born with a rare heart condition, so oh. it kind of helped a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to move this just a little closer to you, just so that we get you more than me. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. Um, so it was kind of like me in certain ways because I was born with an underdeveloped hip. So mm. I, had, um, I had a rare uh, birth issue that kind of set me apart from my peers that didn't allow me to perform on a physical level the way they did so I was like you know I'll just develop from the waist up and it set me into art and just loved manipulating things what were your favorite things to do at first like um either subject matters or what were you drawn to uh anime yeah anime and cartoons of course very cool well I I feel like how old are you I'm sorry to pry I'm uh 26 okay so it's like I feel like that's kind of your generation. What was it about anime that you particularly liked? Everything. <laughs> Everything, really. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, for me, anime was always about the plot and storylines. Yeah. Do you really like to craft that within the things you do? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I take little um, subtle hints from the shows that I draw, and I put them into my artwork. Okay. Always. Okay. What's your favorite theme? Because I feel like they do explore a lot of, like... Really neat themes. Mm, I don't know. Like I like the um, the I guess the hero mm-hmm. theme a little bit more than all the others. Cause like slice of life is fun. It's cool, but I have my own life for that. You know. Yeah. But I like the story development and the growth. Mhm. Yes. No, that's very cool. This is a, that's kind of the premise of this podcast too, is like getting people from their beginning and then watching Mm -hmm. that hero journey unfold. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like touching base with people at multiple different phases of that, but like Mm -hmm. exemplifying the beginning is really, really cool. So um, how did you, okay, so you started at four. How did that evolve? Did you do any formal art training? 
Um, not really. Most of it was, um, I was self-taught. Okay. And I was, uh, just trying to figure things out. Um, I thought about going to art school, but it's expensive. Very. So, yeah, um, mainly self-taught in videos and just try to grasp as much knowledge as I could and try to figure it out from there. Fantastic. So how did you, um find your way or your passion into tattooing or how did that evolve between you two guys because we're here with halo too everyone like he's here <laughs> he's here <laughs> so how did that that um go down well okay so i first saw like what was actually truly possible mm -hmm. in tattooing when um Teresa sharp started streaming on twitch mm -hmm. and then i actually saw like big pieces and like illustrative work and like I like stuff like that so that kind of like opened up my eyes a lot and then um, I saw Halo on Ink Master and then I had a few friends who got tattooed here and I just thought I'd come in and at least try you know it sounds very um, signature to you too Halo as far as like you know the themes like video gaming twitch oh yeah you yeah. know uh, anime just that connection to art that's kind of um, uh, self-taught and all of that um, so how did you guys like how did that go down like so you came in and you mm -hmm. did you ask or how did that happen uh, <laughs> I can get into it if you want yeah yeah, yeah. No, we're here. So, um, so Darren had like we were at the front of the shop we're usually used to having people who are um, like they're, you know, they'll come in and try to sell us something or it'd be like Aflac insurance or something. So this kid came in in a suit, a full suit with like a blue tie and a little clipboard. And I was already ready to tell this mother, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah I'll say. I was of course. Ready, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was ready to tell this motherfucker, no, we don't want it. You know what I mean? Whatever you're selling, goodbye. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. I was in my stance and uh, we say no to apprenticeships all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, me personally, I wasn't ready to take on an apprentice. I, I understand the, the scope of how much of a sacrifice it is. And I've been so busy with the shop that I wasn't even ready. So usually when an apprentice comes in, we just tell them no. Mm -hmm. uh, send over your work in an email. If the work blows me away, I'll give someone a call back. Right. And uh, he had come in with, I think, like three or four sketchbooks. And so Emily was up front and he was like, do you guys take apprenticeships? And Emily gave him the no. Right. But I was sitting there waiting for my client. She goes, but this is the owner. So if you want to talk to him. And so the first, let's say the first sketchbook is your very atypical apprentice coming in, drawing for fun without a lot of the mm -hmm. base fundamentals. And so, you know, a couple Simpsons characters and things like that. And, you know, I'm going through it like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And pretty much ready to say no, you know, like I'm, I'm good. This is the atypical stuff. And his next sketchbook, because um, I asked him which one he wanted me to look at first. Right. You know, because that's important. What's the stuff that you're the most proud of so I know the base and then I'll look at the rest of it. Right. And he was like, and he showed me his next sketchbook. And his next sketchbook was a whole page of noses. Oh my God. And then there was a whole page of ears and a whole page of eyes. And then he had wrote notes down next to them. What needed to be better. Oh, cool. I was like, this one page here of noses is better than every drawing you've ever done because <laughs> this shows that you're studying. Yes. And I think that that's something that the newer generation of artists, maybe because of social media where you see the end product without the work, mm -hmm. um, that art is actually about studying not only the world that you're around, but, um, people you look up to 
um, themes of, of things that you like. You have to study things that you're looking at to teach your brain. And he is the only person in, I've been tattooing for 18 years, he's the only person who had come in in a suit ever looking for a job. That's never happened. Right. And he's the only person who ever came in with studies, not drawings. Right. You know, and he was the only person who ever critiqued himself on his drawings, hit on by himself. Right. So I was like, look, man, um, I'm not looking for an apprentice. Um, if you're looking for somebody to go give you a yes, you'll find someone. Someone mm -hmm. will hire you and put you to work. But if you're looking for somebody to guide you, I'm going to give you um, some uh, assignments. And I, they were assignments that he had already had. He had goals for his right. portfolio. And I was like, let's draw three of these goals. I'm going to give you two weeks. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, two weeks. If he came back a week and five days later, I wouldn't have liked it because punctuality is part of the job yeah and um and if, if if i have to teach you i want you to be able to listen so i said two weeks coming back in two weeks right and he came back within 30 minutes of two weeks i was like oh man he's punctual he's on time and he came back and um i'm gonna talk like baron isn't here but um none of his drawings he lacked base fundamentals and so when he was drawing it was um by the hip yeah. art you know like like anyone who doesn't do art you know on a fundamental um, basis would do and I was like okay we're gonna stop you can't draw your own stuff yet you're not at that level right. um, and so I'm gonna give you assignments to copy certain mm -hmm. things I think that's what it was right mm -hmm. copy yeah. this uh, yep. some of these pieces yep and he came back again in two weeks you know he didn't go around looking for an apprenticeship somewhere else he was committed um, so he came back in two weeks and then I gave him the hardest critique I could where I was like, this is really bad. Like, this is not good, right? Because a lot of that, too, is that you have to be, you have to... He's still smiling in a suit, everybody. <laughs> You've got to be teachable. So I'm giving away the secrets, I guess. But you have to be punctual. That's the first test. And then you have to be teachable. I don't really care if you do, do or don't know how to draw as much as I care about are you able to take critiques? Yes. Um, and are you able to show up on time? Attitude. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so he took the critiques with flying colors. I mean, like it was very much, okay, I can see that. What do I do to get better? Right. I was like, oh dude, yeah, like, I don't, it, that's like, awesome. No one, no one else has done that before. Yeah. So he wowed you right away with his attitude. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, old phrase of my mom and it wasn't hers. I think it was a Zig Ziglar, uh, quote, which is attitude, not aptitude determines your altitude. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. 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 Who is Ziggy Ziggler? Zig Ziggler. Um, a lot of people don't like him because he has a lot of religious uh, leanings to his um, motivational speaking. But he was uh, an old school motivational speaker, much like Tony Robbins, who okay. would give you rules for life kind of deal and, um, you know, philosophies to live by. Yeah. But, um, you know, I kind of hang anything I don't like or anything that I, you know, I, I listen to everybody. So for yeah. me, it's important to take what you, what you need and leave mm -hmm. the rest. Yeah. Um, I think that's critical for being in a pe people business in general. Yes. Um, you know, I feel like, especially with us, we have to look at people in the most kind and um, considerate ways possible um, because we're, we're going to bring them to their knees yeah. in pain wise. And what we do is, um, <laughs> Pretty much torture. <laughs> it is kind of like that, yeah. It um, really is. 
and it's and it's a brand that you leave on someone that uh, if you don't handle that with with care and compassion that you can leave a really resounding energy mark on them so um, that's kind of where I've gone with it in my practice too it's just trying to produce a space where people uh, feel unjudged uh, despite whatever my feelings might be but like unjudged and accepted and valued for whatever and and if I feel like I can't give that to them I deny their deny them right up front and say I don't think I'm a good fit for you in this piece um, but that's like going into me um, maybe it'll give you some some something to meditate on as you grow but um that's really cool man I mean you seem like that kind of person just you know I'm very empathetic so I try to read people's energy but you seem like the kind of person that's like dude i'm i'm here i'm open i'm willing to absorb yeah. you know i'm 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 just trying to get better and better and better honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's really really cool um has there uh before that time that you had received that kind of critique mm -hmm. had there been other people in your life that had critiqued you like that that you kind of primed you for hearing those kind of things um not really, now that I think about it. Uh, I just really wanted to get better, and I knew that I had to do something because I just, I'm tired of not doing art, you yeah. know? Uh, the day I took in my portfolio, actually, um, I finished it, I stayed up, or, okay, so I work um, a 10-hour shift on uh -huh. my regular job. Okay. Um, I got in from work, and I was like, I'm going to finish it uh, because I have to, right? Mm -hmm. And I stayed up all night, and I was so, like, I was frustrated because it wasn't um, quick enough. Because I was planning on doing it, like, three hours or something. Mm -hmm. And it ended up taking me to, like, 6 a.m., 6, 7 a.m. And then, but I finished it, right? So I hopped in the shower, um, <laughs> packed everything up, and drove to the shop. And, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's definitely a dedication, for sure. It's never like that, by the way. Mm. Um, I am a I am a fatal apt optimist with my time, and it's never yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you say three hours, especially if you're projecting a quote to a client, always tack on an extra four. Okay. <laughs> always. <laughs> Just yes. always. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yes. And it's cool that we're giving away secrets because mm. um, I feel like one. I'm not a very popular podcast yet, so the people who are listening are listening because they're they're kind of in a niche niche group of like um, searching, and so I feel like it's the same kind of thing. If you're searching for the information and the buzzword being apprenticeship, you'll probably stumble upon this podcast, which I feel is very integral. Um, so I'm new. And, but that's that's something that I'm trying to grow in the podcast world as well. So I feel like us giving away secrets is kind of nice because it's the hipster club kind of like inside <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really cool how this um, evolved because, like I said before we started recording, you know, I kind of I kind of look for people mm -hmm. to uh, offer an apprenticeship to uh, in the times that I've. I've experienced anyway asking. I, I guess I shouldn't say that because I asked and I got an apprenticeship. <laughs> but, but for me, you know, it's a case by case basis. I feel like, again, too, going back to the secrets, like this is, um, they're secrets, but they're not really secrets because if 
it's it's all case by case and it has to be the right bubble the right moment i mean had you not been sitting there he would have just gotten the no had you know had not all these things kind of culminated to this had you not worn a suit had you you know like had not a lot of things happen i mean had he just brought in his finished drawings instead of his studies Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely who knows what would have happened and um you know i've heard other people say a multitude of things like they expect finish work because finish work implies that you can finish things um you know whatever it is so and of course what you would be looking for would be different from somebody else yeah. you know in in their evolution and halo has um been a person that i at least i know in watching you you've taught yourself art throughout this so I feel like that would be something that you could specifically take someone on that lacked art skills and bring them up because of that you just blew my damn mind (laughs) (laughs) you know what yeah yeah I mean I guess that makes sense because that was my whole yeah you just messed me up that was my whole (laughs) career was learning and I was constantly going places to study Mm -hmm. and so when I had somebody that was studying I connected I was Mm -hmm. like this person understands the value of failing and figuring out where he failed and then rebuilding himself Mm -hmm. I mean it's a I mean, it's a process I've been doing for years, so yeah, I didn't know that about myself at all, so. Cool. We're just learning now, thank you. I love the ahas that happened. That was Uh wonderful. (laughs) No, but it's true, and that's that's something that I want people to kind of think about when they're seeking a mentor, is that, like, if if you're trying to find somebody who can bring you into a certain profession, you know, uh, geek out about them. Like, if there's somebody specific that you really are looking for, or a specific journey, um, you know, if, if, if you're modeling after somebody, um, you know, try to seek out a mentor that has grown like that, because I feel like they will be a lot kinder to you and your, in your journey and accepting of it and give you the kind of tools you need to move forward. Um, I, I think that for me, you know, in the one time that I brought up an apprentice that was successful, the thing that helped us go the distance was because her and I had gone to similar schools. So it kind of helped her um, feel comforted that I was going to give her um, insights that she had already had from mm-hmm. her experience. But she was like eight years behind me. So we had both gone to the same schools, but definitely different timelines, which we also talked about beforehand, which is like this evolution of technology that, that has come about changes everything oh dude yeah it doesn't it doesn't because like you said you can't quick route the art you can't it it has to come from a place of constant drilling constant dedication staying up all night working a 10-hour shift and then just hammering um so that kind of passion cannot that cannot be expedited i feel um so so i saw a lot of cool pictures um when you started so after you gave those uh specific um assignments you also recommended books and i saw some books what were the what were the key books that you thought oh were my really gosh. important I don't, I don't remember all of them we have his i wrote down a um curriculum oh that's awesome that's great yeah. i'm glad that we got there yeah <laughs> i wrote down a whole curriculum for the apprenticeship because i do think um, I'm 50-50 on the school versus apprenticeship deal, which I know a lot of tattooers are like, Ugh. The thing, uh, Modern Primitives, yeah. Awesome. I, I can't name the name of that. 
Um, we also had him watch a documentary with um, a lot of the old guys, like the old Sailor Jerry's and stuff like that, because it is good to know where tattooing had come from. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a healthy amount of respect on knowing how you got here in the first place, because you are standing on the top of giants, and if you think, yes, you do art, but all of the people who built how you're going to be making a living is, is not on your shoulders. You Correct. So I really wanted him to get in touch with that and understand that because I was starting him off with traditional. And even though I didn't do traditional until maybe my seventh year tattooing, um, I, I, I'll give you a little mini story, but Chris Lowe at Naked mm -hmm. Art, I was making fun of traditional. I was like, it's so bad and it's weak and stupid. it's a rose and blah, blah, blah. He was like, cool, draw one then. Mm -hmm. If it's so dumb, draw one. And I couldn't. Right. And I couldn't. And then it turned into days of me trying to prove him and me wrong that I could do it, and I couldn't do it. It is fundamental. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's and it's 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 nice because um, you can't hide any of your... You know, I can hide everything in shading and, and watercolor and all the stuff that I do. I can hide. I can yes. hide texture. If something doesn't line up, I can hide it mm -hmm. craftfully. And traditionally, you can hide nothing. Your mistakes are out there in the open for you. Yep. And uh, it wasn't until then that I started going, oh wait, all my line work sucks. I looked back through my whole portfolio and I was like, I've been doing bad line work for years. Yep. Um, I think I still am. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Jesus. I'm just fortunate that like you said, I, I grew up in a painting kind of environment. And when Same. you grew up like that, you, you can, can make up for a lot of uh, the things that people don't really realize are so, um, valuable fundamentals oh yeah, yeah. and I, I knew that I didn't want him to make the same mistakes I was making so our, our core value system was set up on a curriculum and what I was saying about the school versus apprenticeship system is that I find goods and bads in both of them mm -hmm. um, when you tell someone to go get an apprenticeship uh, that could mean anything is it an apprenticeship right. so that you're gonna be a money machine is it an apprenticeship to get you in a chair to make some money is it a um, yeah, that's good enough. Eventually you'll get better. Right. Um, you know, there's no, there's nothing that says this is the standard of apprenticeship that you're going to be receiving. Right. We've had guys who have guest spotted here, didn't know they had to bag their machines or bottle bags yeah. or anything. And they went, they've been tattooing for years. So you work in a shop means nothing. Yes. Um, and then, you know, obviously with a school, you have, uh, the same people would be running the school. So there really isn't anything, but the thing I do like about the school and I wish more apprentice people who apprenticed people or mentored people would have is a curriculum so that you have a direct guideline to success and failure. So at the three month mark, this is what I'm giving you and this is what I expect of you. Right. And then at our six month mark, this is what I'm giving you and this is what I expect of you. So that when someone says, hey, how is your apprenticeship going? Darren can look at it and go, well, I'm here and this is where I need to get to. It also holds you accountable too. I feel like yeah. as a mentor, I felt that was necessary for me and Andrea as well when I was teaching her because I had never done it before. And I, I, I wanted to keep myself on the ball as yeah. a mentor, as somebody who is like, okay, I'm promising X to you. And I want you to hold me accountable for what I'm delivering as well so that we can both know that this is an exchange and and you're tattooing full-time it's hard to yeah. people when you're tattooing yeah yeah absolutely um it went off the rails but that's my story um <laughs> a bit um which was fine because i think that everything happens for a reason but i think that when you start out with very integral action where there is paperwork where there is things that are outlined and stuff it makes you feel a lot better about 
what you're getting into and that they're not going to suffer unnecessary abuse along the way. Um, I think the big thing it also teaches you is accountability because yes. you know a lot of it is like I have a four-hour appointment I have to get the drawing done I have to get set up before a certain amount of time to a lot amount of time for me to tattoo mm -hmm. there's a lot of accountability you can't go in the back and fuck off on TikTok for hours you can't spend three hours of drawing yep. when you only have an hour or you have to stay late so I think it's it's good for you know the person who's being apprenticed to see oh, I'm actually in charge of my career a little bit. I need to step up and step up to the plate and do this. What did I just do? I just did something. You just and did something with that? No, I think it's fine. Did Technology. I... Technology. Did I... You just edit all this out. <laughs> oh, it's a low battery. All right, well. Enter. Can we push past that? I was afraid that this would fucking happen. That's okay. Do you need a charger for it? I need batteries for it. I looked for batteries before I left. I, we're, we're going still on Audacity. It should be fine. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's still going. My computer's plugged in. Whatever. <laughs> See? Yeah. Um, it had two bars when I left. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't mind cutting out. This is raw to refined. Um, this is this is my my uh, apprenticeship through podcasting. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> That's good though. Yeah, right? no, good. I mean it's the diaries, so I'm uh, I'm trying to get better and better and better at doing things like this. I'm loving it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm loving it. It's whatever. I feel like no matter what, like I said at the top, like it, you know, giving people these little nuggets if they find their way to them, it can always help them in their journey. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So, um, what are some of the things that in the shop here that you're responsible for? What does that look like? Your average day. Um, so I start up. I start off in the front, mm -hmm. and I help the front out with um, all the clients who come in. Um, I honestly just try to help out where I can. Okay. Um, I'm in charge of uh, inventory, making nice. sure everything's accounted for, as well, and yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now you you still work your other job as well. Yeah. Yep. Very very cool. How many hours do you? commit to either place as as of right now um so it's 10 or 11 hour days at my other job mm -hmm. and then eight hour days here oh fantastic yep. so uh every day all, all week so it's monday through thursday um 10 hours okay and then friday sunday or it's friday saturday and sunday here oh fantastic yep eight hours 64 fantastic. hour week at 26 yeah. years old yeah, yeah. that's great that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really good. That's really, yeah. really good. Um, now, what... Um, okay, so... I'm trying to think. Um, what made you want to, like, um, like switch gears? Like, what was the the bubble? I don't... You know, you can, you can unveil what you do in your 10-hour job if you'd like, but what was the, uh, I have to do art for a living, like, oh, moment? Well, I always wanted to do art. Okay. And... I just really got tired of working for other people, mm -hmm. but even more so than that, like working for corporations and stuff, because, yeah. uh, so I used to work at the ice cream factory, okay. a graveyard shift, uh, 12 hours for four years, and I made them a ton of money, like wow. a lot of money, right? And I just got tired of that, right? And then at I my just current think job... Uh, uh, was it Grace? Grace that says it smells like a breast in here. Yeah. 
Like, I would imagine it gets old. <laughs> it had its perks, but... Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And then um, at my current job, like, I'm tired of making these corporations, like, a lot of money. And mm-hmm. I would like to take care of myself and um, honestly just do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, as a kid, and just hold that, hold myself accountable without any excuses or without telling us telling myself that this is the way it is blah 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 you have to work a job to get paid nah i'm good yeah you know no i i agree that was uh that was uh the motivation uh, i think a lot of people have uh, for tattooing i actually just met uh, recently and interviewed somebody uh her name's sabrina mati she's she's being brought up herself self-teaching and tattooing which was amazing i saw her stuff on uh on a Facebook group and I was like holy shit we talked about line work her line work is uh, incredible and she's all self-taught but she was an animator Uh, Cartoon Network Netflix Mm -hmm. all of that had worked on Rick uh, Rick and Morty and she same thing I mean you know like this is like a of like the art world Mm -hmm. but her even she was like I I really don't enjoy working for the the corporate entities it's not great I want to work for myself I Mm -hmm. want to have more freedom and in how I express myself as an artist Mm -hmm. and um and like you she said you know we weren't ever given any credit you know like like we're the actual people behind all of this and we wouldn't go to any of like the big corporate parties or anything like that we wouldn't get invited to anything Mm -hmm. it was it was really really nasty (laughs) and she was like and um so she left and started doing that, but it, 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 no matter what, just, you know, you having that kind of aha moment about, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of quick routed it, which is kind of cool. Um, you didn't have to go all the way into like the upper echelons of the art world yeah. to like find that out, which, yeah. you know, I could imagine is a huge thing to have to walk away from. Uh, I'm, I too, I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. I went right into, I worked for Starbucks, so that okay. was my, my whole thing. And then... Uh, found my way to tattooing through a series of bad relationships so mm. um, you know you do what you gotta do <laughs> and you, you find your way there no matter how it works out and you know I, I that whole thing started in like 2005 so like you said the there was no curriculum there was no discussion mm-hmm. on how it was going to get paid how taxes were going to be mm-hmm. like there's so much abuse that was possible so it's really cool that like you found your way here especially in this shop that's mm-hmm. um you know, so known in the industry, Halo is very known. There's a lot of accountability. You have yeah, sure. um, a great mentor that's, um, you know, taken himself through his own art career and always pushes the limits, at least as far as I can tell. Trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there things specifically that you want him to experience? Like, because, for example, um, I know you do a lot of. Um, uh, different things that not even tattoo artists do like you have invested time in airbrushing you've invested time in um, exploring uh, different mediums of all kind oil painting Mm -hmm. as well as like going to illustrator conventions which I would love to do too yeah yeah. Um, but like do you do you set those marks for him as well to do no um, unfortunately not I think maybe later on in his career I'll probably you know try to guide him through some of those things yeah um, realistically, I think that if I'm being as curt and honest as I can be, um, I think he probably grew up enjoying drawing. Mm-hmm. 
And I think this portion is the part where it's the balance of enjoying what you're doing and studying is not as necessarily good. So uh, most of this now is being critiqued. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, something, I'll give you an example, something simple. I was like, hey, draw Charmander. And, you know, a client wants to come in and get a small Charmander and he drew him on top of a circus thing with a circus tent wrapped around him. And, and it's like, look, man, like, I love that. Everything about that I love. Yeah. Because you illustrated uh, a new setting that I think would be cool. Realistically, though, you yeah. can't present the client things they didn't ask for all the time. Right. Um, because what will happen is, is you'll have to go back and redraw. Right. So there is a portion of, of the, the tattooing where eventually you will get to do what you want to do mm -hmm. but it, it in the beginning before people trust you you are and even most of your career you are in service to the client and their dream and aspiration it's a collaborative effort yeah. um so people will come in and say this is what i want and it's it's hard to deviate super far from that mm -hmm. so in the beginning it's the less fun i think yeah. it's just um we're trying to get straight lines down and we're trying to look at old traditional stuff um, and then I'm going to slowly try to incorporate his style into it. But I do think that um, kind of along the way, you'll you'll acclimate to something. Because when I started tattooing, Joe Cap, Tony Ciovaro, Jimmy Litwalk, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I turned into a different artist. Uh, entirely. On, uh, yeah. Entirely along the way, yeah. Like where I don't even, I don't even look at that stuff anymore in, yeah. in the same type of admiration. I'm, I'm, I'm more into a completely different world. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, I think, in a way to see where introducing him to new schools of thought will evolve him mm -hmm. and, uh, and then just kind of go from there and then hopefully help nurture that, oh, yeah. um, you know, like, Hey, if you like this, you know, then maybe you would also like this and this is how we can set you up for success within this area. Oh, but yeah. I'm excited just kind of watching him grow because, um, I mean, I did a video on our Instagram of him at week one and him at week 10 and it's like it's leaps and bounds man oh yeah you know it's it's impressive so i think he'll grow into something naturally mm -hmm. and i really want to see where that is but you know i'm sure you know and it's tough when a client comes back and they're like actually i need to redraw this or you draw a whole cool thing and you're really in love with it and you get there and they're like i changed my whole idea now i yeah. want this thing of my dog and it's like I want him to experience those things. Yeah, the hits. Yeah, 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 because I think those things are the hardest and they also teach you how to pick yourself up quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when your goal is, I want to do only what I want to do, you don't set yourself up for the hits. Right. You know what I mean? And I think kind of, if this is just me, maybe this is an old school mentality, but there is a um, earn it, then break the rules. Yes. You know what I mean? And uh, whether or not that's the right way or not, I do think that a healthy dose of a little bit of respect for um, the footsteps that everyone else had to travel to get where they are, uh, I don't think you get to bypass those things very easily, you know? No. And I, um, well, and it's also too of like, you don't really know how to uh, determine your own path until you've experienced those things. Uh, because you don't have you don't have that history of like what ifs could happen. It's like mm -hmm. once once you understand all the variables of what could happen within this, it makes you a lot more um, I don't know nuanced in your approach. So I feel like you're able to, and and it's and it's a full circle kind of thing because um, that client relationship is uh, like I said it, it's so integral to like 
what they're trying to do and you are working with a human canvas you are learning um, another person and, and connecting with people and if you if you don't really get down with that and that's something that you discover along the way is not something you enjoy then doing artwork you know on a, on a canvas might be your thing or like going and doing this route might be your thing but that that trust in the beginning it is it is more so about that human relationship first I think um, especially and, and formulating and keeping attitude in check is really really important there it's hard um, sometimes oh yeah well <laughs> you know there is the artwork and there is um, you know we're also dealing with people who don't know anything it's like any profession they come in they ask for your expertise and they're counting on on you to lead them through it um, so you, you being hit along the way and, you know, managing your expectations is probably really good to get you to be the kind of professional that you need to be so that you can do the same for the people who are walking in blind, hoping and praying that you're going to know exactly how to get them through all of their anxieties and all their questions and stuff. It just allows you to see a lot of those things coming along the way. So that's really, really good. And, you know, also, um, just doing doing something simple well. Those are the hardest tattoos. They're so difficult. <laughs> they're they're the so hardest. hard. Yeah, they're really really hard. Um, what so within tattooing? Just out of curiosity. I mean, mm -hmm. you're you're just learning everything from the ground up right mm -hmm. now. But like, as far as like the things that you aspire in tattooing to do, what mm -hmm. are some of the uh, the styles and things like that that really get you? Um, so I really like. Um mixing like anime and neo-traditional oh cool so yeah. like um bright vibrant colors as well as like bold heavy lines cool and then i like um illustrative work as well awesome and like stories yeah and stuff like that oh very very cool mm -hmm. now that'll be great neo-traditional i feel like and for me um is one of like the ah, of the it's, like yeah it's like the most because as far as art, as far as like tattooing, as far as all of it, it's like it, it hits all the notes. Like, um, yeah. Well, you you also really do need a lot of um, small bits from so many different things. I mean, you need to be able to run straight, clean lines. You need to be able to understand uh, line weight. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to be able to understand color balance, yeah. and then you need to be able to desaturate and saturate colors to show interest. You need to be able to compose properly. Uh, so it, it is very tough and I do think that the route that we're going right now with okay we're gonna learn lines okay now we're gonna right now we're actually teaching composition nice and that is uh, he's actually picking that up really really well but you know I think the easiest way was like a seesaw mm -hmm. you want to try to balance things out a little bit so here is where you're in balance we even critiqued uh, uh, people who I don't think tattoo, but they do flash on Etsy. Okay. And so we pulled up their flash on Etsy. Sorry That's a cool. On Etsy. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but we were like, and I would say, what is wrong with this right here? Mm -hmm. And some things weren't wrong, but I just, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes you say, what's wrong with this, and nothing's wrong. You just see where his eyes go. Yeah. And at first, remember the other one I showed you, I was like, actually, I was going to say nothing's wrong. Yeah. You found something wrong with it yep. that I told you two days ago. Yeah, you're right. That's actually, this is wrong. Oh, cool. That's so, awesome. I uh, like that. Composition right now, and I was showing him how to steal composition. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, this isn't a nun head. It's just a shape. Yes. This isn't a baby bottle. It's just a shape. 
that nun head can be a Ninja Turtle, that baby bottle can be a piece of pizza, and now yeah. you have proper balanced composition, yep. and you stole it from something else, you know? Yeah, well, because it's all kind of based on, like, the theory of thirds and yeah. all, all of those kind of things, so they're very ge geometric, um, visual uh, things that, that the human eye goes after right away. It's kind of like how um, we prefer symmetrical faces and, yeah. and things like that. It's very signature to what our eye reads and agrees to like the most. So those kind of areas of composition are very, you know, it's, it's less stealing and more like, yeah, this is, this is just what people like. This is you know, how like it is. It's yeah. the general norm of what people's eyes register as awesome. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a neat thing to relearn because there's a lot of answers that I, I may have learned 10, 12 years ago that as I'm trying to teach him now, I'm like, I don't know how to say it. You know, like the other day he was like, so why did you pick purple for that background? And I was like, I, I have to say it now, like out loud yes. and realistic. And then I had to think of where I was getting that from. And then the conversation ended up being longer than I wanted it to be, but it's like, oh yeah, I learned that from this, which I learned from this, which I learned from this. Mm -hmm. So there, there's so much of that in the teaching process. Mm -hmm. it, it, you, I've become an accumulation of so many different styles, um, or at least learning from it. I still don't have a damn style. No, me know. neither. Yeah, I don't know what is going on. Half the time it's just, I find inspiration in something and then I, I, I'm basically a bunch of uh, inspiration that's it. I'm a bunch of small bits of inspiration from everything that I eventually pour out yeah. onto something. No, I think that's a, um, I mean, it's a good person to learn from because I think that he'll help you craft your own vibe mm -hmm. in that, that he's not going to lock you into something that he yeah. feels is like necessary for you to get to. Rather, it's just going to be, we're going to get you um, the most integral uh, education possible so that you're not hurting people so that you're professional it sounds like you already really are um, in yeah. a lot of ways yeah and he's, he's fantastic with people he shows up one time he has integrity it's half the battle is is done within the personality yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. for for what you consider a not shitty tattooer yeah. you know what I mean the the reason why he wants to do it is there you know he's not trying to you know, get pussy and travel. He's trying to grow as an artist and, and, and be better and, and do for himself. Like those are, um, the integrity driven purposes, which I love. Right. So, uh, with, um, this, this, uh, current level of education, are you uh, picking up tattoo machines? Is it all just drawing right now? It's all drawing. Okay. So I think roughly within the last, I want to get him started tattooing. Uh, I told him roughly around a year, but it just depends on him. Yeah. Um, nine months I have optional. We can tattoo at nine months, gotcha. um, at least under guidance. So like kind of what we're doing now, um, because he is getting exceptional, he filled up a whole sketchbook in the first two months. That's awesome. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's probably like a hundred drawings within the first two months. So he's doing really well and he's picking up really well. So what we're doing now is I'm teaching him how to draw something and then um, how to color it in mm -hmm. and how to properly compose it. And uh, we even did color studies. So before you decide that you're going to put this on paper, do a 10 minute color study, make sure your colors are where you want it. That's where we're at now. And then I said, we're going to get people to tattoo, get this tattooed on them. Right. So now I have to show him how to get people interested in what you drew. Yeah. 
because you know you remember from forever i really want to tattoo this who wants to get it yeah a lot of times it's at a discounted rate um, a lot of times it's on your day off and so yeah. you know come in and then i can show him with me tattooing mm -hmm. this is how i take this and now you know how to draw it and now you know how to color it in with markers and colored pencils this is how you translate marker and color pencil into tattooing yeah um this is how you tran uh translate a drawing that you did into a client yes you know and so these are all like uh, building blocks for how the whole tattoo career will be set up you know not just uh cool you can draw now now go ahead and start doing some flash you know <laughs> it's it there, there's so much to it and so i'm trying to piece together my whole career into these small little curriculum style tests right you know to just to just build that into him so that he can understand okay point a to point b equals c got it and then from there i mean he's going to be successful on his own you know what i mean he won't need uh you know anyone to you know he'll be able to do that dream of i need to turn this into that and realistically i don't want to ever hold him back from you have to you have to do all this because this is what the walk-in is i think there is a big part of that because when you're learning the machine you need things to be as simple as possible. A name is a wonderful um, uh, study place to learn line work and curves and circles and bends um, and, and composition and flow. I mean, that's a, it's a wonderful thing, but it, it would make me happy to go, to see him one day go, I drew this, I really want to tattoo it and have an entire career off of that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. that would be goals for me because either way, um, whether he does walk-ins and he's like, I loved, we actually just looked at an artist today, yep. uh, Kool-Aid, who tattooed me years oh, right ago, on. and now he's at Hart and Huntington in Florida doing bangers. Nice. And he was doing huge bodies of work composition. It's maybe that's what he liked. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I made much more money doing walk-ins. And, it, you know, some everyone has different scenarios within their life or different things that make them feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So realistically, whatever he's doing that makes him feel fulfilled is fine with me. Yeah. Um, but ideally, I think that he is more than walk-ins. Yeah. You know, he is, at, at his very core, he is an artist that's trying to uh, think outside of the box, and I'd love to see that come to life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's good to at least do that first and then mm -hmm. decide afterwards, like, yeah, I think I want a different kind of workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you what are you finding uh i guess the most challenging or surprising up front or is there anything well so it's not easy none of it is right <laughs> glad you said that <laughs> none of it is easy so i don't really know where to start yeah. but um i don't know i was gonna say start with the drawings that we had you doing um, and start there because we did multiple methods to try to figure out where your mind was. So I maybe didn't just start with that. Okay, so um, in the beginning I had to... So learning how to draw the correct way was tough, right? Because I was so stuck in my ways and used to doing it my way. Mm -hmm. And then to be introduced to a completely different way of doing it all together... Like, it, it barely shared any similarities whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That was extremely tough. Um, but it definitely helped me break things down better and faster. Like, like by a lot. Yeah. By a whole lot. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. 
That's really good. So, um, like, were you there with, like, a, a ruler and slapping his knuckles every time? Like, how did that look? So, what we started with was a basic uh, skull. And we, I pulled some traditional flash, and it was just a skull and a knife going through, like, the head and coming out the bottom. And I was just like, just draw this. I just want to see how you drew it. And it, he might have spent, like, three hours drawing this two-inch by one-inch Thing. And I was like, okay, obviously, like, if you're spending that much time on something very simple, there's a lack of confidence or something, something like that in there, or right. there's a lot of pressure. So I'm like, okay, awesome, draw it again. And what is wrong with it? And then find out better. And then I was like, you know, you can use measurement tools to figure out if your eyes are going to be even by gritting it a little bit. Um, you know, where does the top of the knife uh, stop? And then where is that in correlation to his head? That's right where the, this eye starts. So draw a line down so you can remeasure it. Right. And so we were doing a lot of that like um, grid lining and then um, object association. And then it was still rough. So I said, okay, so instead of starting with circular eyes, start with squares. Make mm -hmm. sure your squares are the right size and then identify the angles within the squares so you can double check them. If this angle that's left over in the square is the same angle as this little triangle you made left over in the square, then you know both your angles are correct. Right. And then it was, um, okay, now instead of starting with a skull, start with a square. This this dagger is now a rectangle. Right. These eyes are now cubes, you know, and then and start with those. And then, I, then we did um, time drawings. Yeah. And he really, really excelled at time drawings, which oh, cool. was crazy because that's not where people excel. Yeah. I said, awesome, you have 20 minutes to draw this now. So time yourself, 20 minutes, you have a skull, it needs to be all the way done. Yeah. And he set a little stopwatch and timed himself. And he was like, oh my God, I'm starting to get it now. Yeah. Because he wasn't uh, over, and I'm talking for you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was he was overthinking everything. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's like basic shapes, man. Yeah. Skull square, bottom jaw square, teeth square with line through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just do that, and then double check where your placements are. Then you can worry about getting these things down. And he excelled at time drawings, and then it's um, really just getting those questions in your mind, right? Like mm -hmm. like having the the right questions that lead you to the answers. Like yeah. once you find them out, like it's like, "Oh, why wasn't the, why wasn't yeah. I always doing exactly. this?" Like it's so yeah. it feels so simple when mm -hmm. somebody like really just points it out and isolates it for you. Mm -hmm. Um I find that with everything with me. I'm just like, yeah. oh, "Why For wasn't sure I that doing that yeah. forever?" <laughs> why, why wasn't I thinking at all? Right. Why, why <laughs> or why was I thinking about everything except for this one thing that would have been the answer? Mm -hmm. um, no, that's and that's everybody that, that first starts anything is that we tend to overcomplicate everything. Um, and I think it's just uh, a, a fear of failure that really just uh, kind of drives that monster uh, that keeps us from moving forward. But I think that when you just kind of are able to break things down into small little increments and you don't challenge yourself with the entirety of the task yeah. in the moment, mm -hmm. then, then you lean into it. Then you can breathe through the action and you can just pace mm -hmm. yourself. And then, it, and then the time is forgotten. And mm -hmm. before you know it, you've come to what you needed to at a very expedited you know, level because mm -hmm. you weren't, it's the same in anything, by the way, it's the mm -hmm. same in like jujitsu, for example, mm -hmm. I, I never got to any kind of prowess in it, but I noticed when I was rolling, mm -hmm. I'd gas myself out before 
anything and I'd always lose mm -hmm. because in my head I'm like trying to predict what they're going to do next instead of just allowing myself to feel what's happening and reacting and then next yeah. step next mm -hmm. step you end up defeating yourself before you even got started and it's this panic mode you go into that that forces paralysis and then you've already just lost yeah so it's the same and it's really interesting i've i've and I, I don't think that I, I've mastered it in any way, but I've found that, um, that wonderful joy of uh, just no mind. Like, mm. no mind, just mm. act, react, act, react. Um, I find that uh, mediums such as water mediums are really great for that because they teach you uh, a lack of preciousness and embracing of those happy accidents, too. Mm. Or just... A, a super amount of control that you have to have in order to create a very precise look that could go off the rails very quickly. Like watercolor? Yeah, watercolor oh, or geez. ink mediums that like even less mobile than watercolor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of one of the people that I got to watch early on talk about traditional. He hand painted all of his um, uh, flash sheets and paintings, and they were all a traditional Americana kind of thing. It was Tori de Strong. Mm -hmm. And he would use, you know, pinstriping lines and everything to do with ink, you know, borders that were just, you know, like to 10 inches to like 17 inches straight lines that just that would blow your mind and let like a drop of ink and it's perfectly pristine white paper. Mm. And I'm like, oh. Fucking shit, dude! I'm so I'm so anxious just watching you do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. Like yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing when you when you don't know, and and you know you get somebody who comes in and they're like, I want this circle tattoo. Oh, it should take you like no time, right? And you're like, F you, man. Like, dude, that's so funny. You said <laughs> There's a guy. Um, are you familiar with Dan DeSantos? Yes. So um, him and I have been buddies for a while, and. Uh, he came to the shop and did like a little painting thing with us. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, I really want you to do my first tattoo, Halo. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, thinking it's going to be illustrative. He said, you know, I really like Star Trek. And they always have these three little circles here. And it's on his collarbone. <laughs> and and like, I'm like, you're my, you're my idol. I can't do that. I can't do that at all. And he goes, yeah, it should be nothing. He goes, I feel so bad even asking you to do this because it's so beneath you and I was like I'm gonna die I agree. yeah I cannot do that so it's so funny to think like what, what what some people think is 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 simple they don't even know what they're looking at yeah. it's like that is that you know I've been tattooing years and years in three circles I am terrified yes I'm terrified I had the same thing it wasn't a, another tattoo artist that would have upped the pressure for sure mm -hmm. um, but a, a long-term client of mine he asked me for this chest piece he'd been waiting for months and months and months mm -hmm. And I'm, and I just automatically said, sure, man, because like thinking like, oh, you've come to me before, you kind of know my style, and like you know how I work, and and I love him, he's a great guy, and so I said yes right away, and then, then he sent me an email of what he wanted, and it was just circles on circles on circles, and I was mm. like, dude, uh, I feel really bad, yeah, but <laughs> that's a hard no. It's <laughs> hard, hard, yep. hard, and he's like, I don't think I want any color or any <laughs> anything really. I just want the crisp line work, and I'm like, why would you want me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's where the connection to the person versus uh, versus the understanding of the art come into play. Yeah, because people like you, and then they have that idea, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the person for right. it just because you get along or yeah, you know. 
Yeah. No, totally. Um, so I, I love that you did the, the timing thing. That's something that in traditional art, that's a very, um, it's a good practice and it is really great for compositions because mm. you do have to get everything in all at once. And it, and it also teaches you to like plot your course very mm. well too, before you commit overly. Um, so that's, that's really, really good. I'm glad that you were highly successful with that. Me too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so that's, much benefit to being timed. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So where, since we have this crit- curriculum, <laughs> What's, what's next after composition? Where do you go from there? Um, so after composition, we're, well, I mean, you can answer that. You, you know your whole curriculum. Um, so, yes. So right now we're focusing on composition. Um, eventually I'm going to shadow the other artists. Oh, good. Um, set them up, break them down, learn nice. the whole process and everything, but as well as um, learn their particular process as well. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is so good and they're so good at so many different things that it's definitely beneficial yeah to just sit there yeah no that's great um and i'm happy that you have such a um, wide array of people to learn Mm -hmm. from here because that's definitely great i mean in any kind of learning environment it's good Mm -hmm. to source many people and if you if you don't have that in the shop that you're working with certainly the internet's varied but it's harder to just be able to have that those quick answers um, right there um, that's awesome I love that um, do you know has there been a discussion will you start him on traditional tattoo machines or will that be expedited so you know I that's the only part of the tattooing old school mentality that I don't I don't share is the um, I, I, I'll, I'll let him use both yeah. and then kind of see where it is I'm personally a rotary fan I started out on traditional machines and I do understand their merits and their benefits, but um, I would never go back yeah. ever in my life. Like, even if it blew my mind, because I'm so, I don't know if it's, I acclimated towards the rotary machines. And once I picked one up, I go, oh my God, I understand everything now. It's so, yeah. everything is so simple. So um, we, we have tattoo artists here that use both. Oh, that's great. And that's one of the reasons I want him to work with other people. We just had a shop meeting about it, and I said, you know, he is he is he is definitely my my apprentice, but he is an apprentice of the shop. And right. I don't have. I told him the other day. I said I don't have all the answers. Right. I learn from these guys all the time. I even learn from tattooers that I don't even like their tattoos. Yeah. You know, I, I've been to shops where I was like, God, that guy can't tattoo at all, and he'll do something outside of the tattooing, and I go, Oh my God, that's brilliant, right? Yeah. Like, so with with having so much talent here and some of the guys I, I look up to constantly, um, I think it's so important for him to be able to sit with each artist so that uh, they can show him something like, you know, hey, Halo said do it this way. Why are you doing it that way? And they do it way better and more efficient. And then he goes, well, fuck Halo. Like I this I understand this now. Or, you know, I could have shown him something that had three steps and someone here could have done it in one. Right. And and he he when I explain it he might not understand it and then when someone else explains it, he goes it's all I understand now. yeah you know so I I know from my experience of, of doing it with other people and guest buying places that's highly important so he'll get the opportunity to go around with each person that's awesome yeah I mean I don't think there's any right answer when it comes to that because there's no. it's just um, I mean what's gonna get you in the saddle practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, fastest 
um, is kind of kind of me. Is that there, it's it's cumbersome regardless of what machine you start with. Now certainly, um, coils have their they're made to have their nuances. That I mean specifically made to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, liners, shaders, what kind of lines? Mm-hmm. I've met people that like they have a liner that's only meant for three liners. Like they're like a, a you know. That's it. That's like the only thing the thing will run, and it's like butter, and yeah. but that's the only thing it can drive beautifully. Which that's a that's an amazing line to make, but you know to have a machine that specific, yeah. um, the, you know, the, I always went with it of like get you in the saddle, let you have the most success um, imaginable, so that you are not self defeated, mm-hmm. and then. If after you're making money or you're learning certain things or you have the question uh, that, that needs answered, then we can explore what other machines or whatever things you might want to try. Andrea ran into that too. Um, I started out with a pen, a rotary, and then she wanted a lot of these lines in this, um, you know, like, uh, like the stipple shading and things like that. And I said, well, you need something that has a more buffered hit, you know, like that, that will kind of drag within the skin a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I was like, that requires something that can go at a lower, a lower voltage. And I was like, unfortunately, a lot of these things can't. They, yeah. they just won't turn on unless they're a certain speed. Mm-hmm. And they're meant for really adequate lines and pack work. And I was like, sorry, we've got you a machine that's going to allow you to do a majority of tattoos, but with that particular kind of shading and and line work and stipple work you might need something that's a different kind of rotary that allows for you know a little bit more of a you know a lag and how it hits the skin which you'll learn all these things it's really crazy Um, (laughs) it gets insanely complicated that wraps up amy's interview with halo and darren join us next week for the conclusion Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.